doing. Um, as you guys have heard, my name is James. For those of you that don't know me, probably better known as Jenna's husband, or Ivan's son, or Nathan's brother, or Karen's son. But um, I'll see you about it this morning. I actually don't mind being known as, or being referred to from my family. That's actually quite a cool thing. I'm not just some random Jimbo, you know what I mean? But actually that people would know me from my family. I actually really love that. Um, I don't know if you guys can see. Actually, you can't. But I just set a timer for 20 minutes. Yo, let's see if we can do this, guys. Um, I can't promise you guys anything, all right? <laughs> awesome. So, um, this morning, we've got something really exciting happening. Um, b- before I start, Tony and Davidson. Guys, I'm so stoked you're here again because um, God actually gave me this word following after your word that you brought us last week. And um, I just wanted to say before I started, you guys as a father and a son really are such a beautiful picture that the word that was brought, it wasn't just brought by, by Tony, but it was like by Davidson and Tony. And, and last week, all of us, we all spoke about it through the week. Everyone was like, whoa, 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 like listening to the Portuguese and then the English. And I think, I don't know if you guys found, but you've, did you guys really focus for those of you that were here last week? Um, so it was very beautiful. You guys are an awesome picture of, of the father and son. So I just wanted, wanted to encourage you guys. Um, and then a quick, quick recap. This year has been quite a wild one. Quite a small group this morning. This is quite nice. I like it. I feel more comfortable now. Um, but this year has been quite a wild one. Would you guys agree? It's been a, a very fast one. I can't believe we're already in December. The last service in Josh, Josh Jane Malkbos of 2023. Next time we meet you is going to be 2024. Can you guys believe that? That's wild. Um, I don't know if you guys can remember Andrew's preach, or sorry, sermon from the beginning of the year at a gathering. I think it was a gathering. Can anyone remember what the title was? From Megamind. No Random Citizen. Yes, you're well done, <laughs> darling. Well done, guys. From Megamind. Is that that cartoon movie with big head? And then a little bit later, we heard Grant preach here in Malkbos on the prodigal son coming into family. You guys remember that? That was very intense, just how it, on, on what it means for people to come back into the family, putting the lonely into family. Um, who remembers the preach about staying in the boat? I think Andrew preached it. Do you guys remember that? As a family, we need to stay in the boat, otherwise we're going to die. So I said in the Bible in that one time, you know, all the Romans wanted to get out the boat or something. And then the next week, it was like, guys, we need to get out the boat. Can you guys remember that? So we were very confused, but we did it anyways. Um, and then, last, sorry, two weeks ago, we had a very special time as a family. We celebrated Hannes and Mariska and Lisa. And they, we celebrated their last service with us. And wasn't that an incredible time as a family? Just giving honor where honor is deserved. And then um, last week... We had the lovely Brazilians giving us a beautiful message and picture of, of how God always starts with family and he uses family. And can you guys remember the phrase he kept saying, God doesn't change his principle, but he changes the circumstances, our circumstances. So can you guys hear that God has definitely done something in us as a family this year? It seems like God keeps taking um, works of us, in us as individuals and then he works it into us as a family. Would you guys agree? He's definitely been doing that. And so today, what I want to speak to you guys about is a little bit deeper and how Jesus served people and how Jesus served his family and how we can take that as an example and apply it to ourselves and into our families, um, especially over this holiday time. 
And I think the reason why God gave me this word is because, can you guys imagine that throughout the holiday, we're going to be building into each other's families as Jesus does. And then when we come into next year, remember, as, as Tony said, it all starts with family. We're going to come into the year boosted with families full of love that have been serving each other and loving each other through the holidays. Do you guys understand? Okay. So we're going to turn to Mark 10. The, the, the first verse I gave you there. So, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. This is the, also known as the sons of thunder. And we want, they said, teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Already, can you guys see the postures? Like the two sons of thunder, they're like, you know, it's like Ezekiel and Sam almost coming up to Mike Davies like, teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask you to do. And then Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? He said, they replied, let, a, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. And Jesus already, I mean, I think Jesus already knew as soon as they were like, teacher, how's it? They, he already knew what they were going to do. And he says, you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink from the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? The response is like, yes, we can, because we're the sons of thunder. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. And um, already we see uh, Jesus kind of prophesying over them. You guys are actually going to uh, drink of this cup. And later we actually see that, um, I think it's John, is it John? Sorry, what was the other one? James and John, sorry, one of them gets martyred and one of them actually gets exiled. So they do actually drink a very gnarly cup of water. Um, when the ten heard, this, heard about this, they became indignant and James, with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, but in this moment we see a little bit of a desire for greatness in two of the guys. And who, who desires greatness? It's not a bad thing. Who desires greatness here? I think you're lying. Who, who desires we all do, right? We all desire greatness, and, and a good greatness is in the Lord. We desire to be great with Jesus. You guys agree? And these guys just want to be great. And you see the, the ten become a bit indignant with James and John because they want to be great. And they're speaking to Jesus like, how can we get, you know, the greatest uh, seats in heaven? And Jesus sees this, and he sees this as an opportunity to teach them something. And this is something that is not just for them, but is for us as well. And this is what we need to apply to our lives. He says, you know that those who are regarded as, oh, sorry, he said, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. So the way they were coming to Jesus and saying, we want this, is kind of how, it's kind of lording it over, it's not Jesus' way. But he says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. So everything we read today, guys, my, my prayer is that the scriptures speak to you guys. And that every time we read scripture, I want you guys to think about how this can be applied into your family and into, the, into your friends. Okay. So already we see Jesus. So I'm, I'm analog. I don't like screens and stuff like that. I'm, I'm pen and paper person. Jesus is already teaching them something very, very special. And that is for us and our families. So now I want to go to another example in John 13, verse 1. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. 
So just, this is just putting the setting in front of us that Jesus is now hanging out with his mates. Can you guys imagine that you know, you're busy hanging out with your friends, you're having a meal, and you know what's coming. You know what is before you. So I just want you guys to picture this. He's sitting and having a meal with his friends. He knows what's coming. They have no cooking clue what's happening. Maybe John has a slight idea because he is the one that wrote this gospel. And um, he was the one that they said was the closest to Jesus. So maybe he was so close to Jesus that he knew Jesus was nervous, like something was working up. But then it says, having loved his own who are in the world, he now showed them full, the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew. So this is the part where um, I want you guys to, to really listen to the scriptures. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. You can wait there. So Jesus knew he was all-powerful. Jesus knew that he was um, the chosen one in this world. He knew that he had all the power in the world. He was the one from his father. He's greater than everybody in this whole world. Okay, so in this world, doesn't the world just desire, doesn't the world just call you to, to love yourself so that you can become great? Right, but in this moment, Jesus had the revelation that he is the great one, the greatest that can ever be. And look what he does next. As he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing. He immediately takes off his garment. So it's like he's sitting there and he has this revelation that he's the greatest of all greats, the most powerful. Immediately he stands up and he takes off that outer garment. He takes off that which makes him so great. He, he strips himself because the outer garment was almost like an identity. It's like a, a cloak that they used to wear in those days. And it's like an identity. Takes that off and he sets it aside. And wrapped a towel around his waist. It also says, and he girded himself. This was the common act of a servant in somebody's home. So you would have the, the Jews would be in their home, and the common act of the servant or the slaves would be that they would come in and gird themselves with the towel, and then they would go and they would proceed to wash the feet of the people that were in the area, so in the house. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So can you guys just picture this, that Jesus has this revelation. I want you guys to close your eyes quickly. And just picture Jesus sitting with his disciples, and he has this revelation in the moment. He realizes his time is coming near to where he's going to be on the cross, but he knows that he is from the Father, that he is the divine Savior. And he immediately stands up, he takes off this cloak. His disciples are watching his every move all the time. And he goes and he takes, immediately starts doing the things that the servants do and puts a towel around his waist. And then he goes and he fills a bucket up with water or a tub of water and all his disciples are watching him. What, what on earth is he doing this time? And, and then we move on. You guys can open your eyes now. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand no, said Peter, you will never wash my feet, Jesus answered. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, just wash, don't just do my feet, but wash my hands and my head and everything as well. <laughs> Jesus answers, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put... He put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. 
you call me teacher and Lord. And, and Jesus knows that he's the greatest. And rightly so, for that, that is who I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, the greatest of all, have washed your feet, you also, also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. If I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. How beautiful is that picture of Jesus? Did you guys ever think, to know, think about the scripture and know that Jesus also washed Judas' feet? You guys thought about that? He knew that Judas was going to betray him, but he washed his feet. So guys, I want, I want us to take this as an example that Jesus even said this. This is an example I've set for you, for you guys to go and do this to each other. So we don't have tubs of water here. We're not going to wash each other's feet this morning. But I do want to challenge you guys. Family men, husbands, I want to challenge you. What is the Lord asking you to do with your family this holiday? And I'm, I'm very aware not all of us have our families here in Malkos with us, or even have families. But husbands, is God challenging you to wash your wife's feet this holiday? Are you, are you willing to serve your wife and your kids the way that Jesus served his friends and his apostles? Oh, sorry, his, his disciples. Are you guys willing to do that? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's the problem with going analog. So there's no act of service that we can do for Jesus that will ever go in vain. And the reason why this, I believe, is for us as a family is because going into the holidays, guys, we have got so many examples of Jesus showing us how to love. And the, the Bible is very clear that we cannot love the church. We cannot take care of the church unless we first get this right in our homes. So would you guys agree? It all starts there. Ivan's got this famous saying. It says, it starts around the dinner table. And so for us as multiple Josh Jen, can we go home through this holiday and just serve our families, love our families, because as soon as we do that, our families will thrive and people will come through and the world will know that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to share a little um, analogy with you guys or a little picture now with you guys, but I want you guys to remember that starting with your families and loving your families, serving your families in certain ways at home first is actually how the world will know that Jesus is real. So this comes to the question, like, why, James? Why, why should I serve people? Why should? Because Jesus did it. It's great. I love the concept. I love that he went and did that for people. It's great. You know what I mean? Like, people can do that for me. Why should I give my life and serve? And that is because Jesus first did that to us. Jesus loved us first so that we can love others. And he said there, do you guys understand what I've done for you? I've washed you. I've washed you, not just washing his feet in the moment. That was just a beautiful act of service and, and a, a, an act of love towards his friend. He says, my blood has washed you clean, that he first loved us. So how can we not, how can we not love our families? How can we not serve them with everything we have? And please don't hear me, don't hear what I'm not saying. That's not my phone. Is that Jenna's phone? I recognize the ringtone. <laughs> Please put on silent, darling. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, love. Jen is rich. So cute. So please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we don't do this. I'm just saying I believe that God is calling us into a deeper service of each other. 
Would you guys agree that God is always taking us deeper? And it's going to start with our families. It's going to start on this holiday. And we're going to come into next year. And our families are going to be booming. We're going to be full of love because we have been serving each other and loving each other. Remember what Tony said. It all starts with family. And God loves to use family to start things. And so let's start off next year with healthy households, healthy marriages where we've been serving and loving each other and working at it. And I, I promise you guys, this will bring more rest over your holiday season than any two-hour nap every single day or any barrel or any round of golf. Whatever you want to do, that's your selfish thing that you're going to be able to do now. This will bring rest to yourself and to your family more than anything else. Okay. And I, want to, I just want to show you guys that, that everything we do for, for each other is not done in vain. It is so important. And I want to explain to you guys that, that the smallest thing we can do for each other isn't irrelevant. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I get that from Nathan. He like swaps letters around the whole time. Now I'm permanently in this state of mind. So, <laughs> so the smallest things we can do are not irrelevant. In fact, Jesus says that the lesser among you are actually the greatest. So I want you guys to remember that, and, and I just want to explain this to you guys. When um, I got baptized on a little ministry trip in Mozambique, the first one I've ever done, um, Gerrit and Rob took me, uh, they're elders in Richard's Bay Church, they took me to Mozambique to just try and get me saved, I think. I was still, I was very lost, but I somehow said yes. And I want to show you guys a picture quickly. So these are also shot with the GoPro Hero, like not even Hero 1, GoPro Hero, so just have grace with us, please. I hope this doesn't get feedback now. But so this is in Mozambique, and this is a bunch of fishermen that have, they've pushed like a thousand kg old school boat up off of the beach, right? And this is like 4 a.m. in the morning. I want you guys to see there's two guys here, and there's a little orange rope over there. And on board of that boat is like, it almost feels like a ton of fishing lines. And this is in Makineta where they still fish daily for their income and for their food. They don't have cell phones. They don't have anything there. It's basically an island. And these guys wake up at like 3 a.m. every morning, and you go onto the beach, and there's literally 50 to 100 of these groups of guys pushing their boats into the water. But I want you guys to notice those two guys at the back, the two young guys. They're quite strong, and their job is to push that boat through the water. I felt so bad for them. I actually helped them push it in the one, like a lot of the times. It's very heavy, and they push the guys out, and they drop that line off the back of the boat. Then one of those young guys sits on the beach for about two and a half, three hours just holding that rope. While the captain, the helmsman, this is one of the smaller boats. There's a captain who's shouting at the guys the whole time, ordering them around. There's a helmsman that steers the boat. There's big, strong, seasoned men that ha- hold the nets. And those are so important. Everything on the boat seems like the most important part. And there's this little kid that sits on the beach and he just holds the rope. And he waits and this boat goes out. And that's his job. And you think that is probably like the most irrelevant thing. But actually what happens is if he lets go of that rope and he gets distracted and he thinks, oh, my job or my service is of no good. It's too small. I'm not the guy up front. I'm not holding a mic. I'm not doing that. What ends up happening is those guys row for ages dropping a net and they go in a big half a circle, like a big oval. And they come back on the beach about 300 meters down and they all jump on the beach and they pull the other rope up. And then you spend about another two hours pulling the nets in, all the way in until they see what they've caught. But if that boy lets go of that rope, while they're laying the nets, the rope will go into the water and will disappear, and they won't catch anything, and they won't survive, actually. 
So can you guys see in your family's sons, I actually want to speak to the sons in the households. If you guys think that washing dishes is of no good, think again. <laughs> if you think washing your dad's car is of no good, think again. If you think of, <laughs> yeah, you guys owe me now. If you think of like the smallest things you can do for your family, guys, Jesus has showed us it, is, it blesses his heart massively. So let's start there in the small things with our families. Let's love each other by doing the small things so well that it blesses our dads and our moms. What do you guys think? Jesus loves this, guys. And it is so simple, it is so easy, and it is amazing to see what it does in other people's lives when we do this right. We can just go through the other photos as well. You'll see there's the nets, and we pushed it out. And then you can go to the next one. There I'm pulling the net. And you can see the other guys on the other side. This is quite close now to the catch. And you pull for ages and like the whole ocean pulls you back in and you can't really get out. It's very hard work. My hands were broken. You can go to the next one. So that was their catch on that one. That's, that's what they survive on for the day. And then it's crazy. The one morning we woke up, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning. We just heard this large crowd going wild on the beach. And it's in the middle of nowhere. So we're thinking, what's going on? So we chuck our bodies on and we run onto the beach and there's like a whole crowd of people that had a good catch that day. And they just did their usual fishing net thing. They came in and it was full of like 20 kg kuta mussels. Oh gosh. So bad. That's 20 minutes, guys. Five more. Okay. Full of everything you can dream of. You can get like, you can get like a cage or two cages of prawns, like the biggest prawns you've ever seen for like a hundred bucks there. It's insane. But for us as a picture... Can you guys see that, that little boy sitting on the beach holding that rope, his little act of service, his little love, your little love for your family is how the world will know that we are Jesus' disciples, how the world will come in. It's how the lonely comes into family. It's by us being so loved in our families and in our church that people come and be a part of it. Do you guys see that the boat going out and the guys rowing and all their little jobs is us in this church, loving each other in our little acts of service? You guys see that picture, and eventually one day, maybe some days we have a small thing, small net. It's okay, we celebrate. But on those big days, we're going to shout and scream for the lonely coming into the family. You guys understand? I think there's one more. That's me pulling a rope. Is that it? I thought I had more cool ones. Sorry, guys. It's terrible footage. It was like in my mouth, a GoPro hero. So I've got three, three points. I'm going to cut out a whole bunch of stuff now that I could have said. We have three things for us to do that is going to help us. Three practical things. And Jonathan Stanfield also preached on family in 412 Conference. And he said his number one priority is to partner with the Holy Spirit. Can you guys remember what Tony and Davidson said last Sunday? What's your number one step? Partner with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time in the Word of God is our number one priority as believers. Number two is to pray with the Holy Spirit. Pray for your family. I want to challenge, like, moms, please always pray for your sons and your daughters. I'm standing here today because my mom, one wall away from me, was praying for my salvation. And one day I eventually got saved. Thank the Lord that I'm living in this life and not in the life I used to live in. And that's because of a praying mother. Pray with the Holy Spirit for your family, guys. It is, we can never, ever let that go. That is probably the most important thing we'll ever do. So for the people that are in the wall next to you, in the room down the hall, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, and ask the Holy Spirit 
to lead them through life well. And then the third one is to practice what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. If the Holy Spirit says, sons, wash the dishes, wash the dishes. Okay, moms, you owe me for that one too. <laughs> when I first got married, I, told, I was like, I'm going to wash the dishes every night. Jen's never going to wash dishes. Oh, my word. These days, she's like, are you going to do the dishes today? <laughs> so I've really got to, I've got to seriously work on holding to that. But I know, I know that it's such a small thing, but it makes my wife so happy. I mean, look how happy she is. I mean, <laughs> you guys see the small things that Jesus wants us to do to make him happy. And I think I, what I can do is just end, end off with, with the scripture. It says in, um, I think it's John 13. Sorry, no, no, not this one. John 15, verse 12. Um, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Remember, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. This is how he loves Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So guys, there's no greater love in Jesus' books than to lay our lives down for one another. And he's calling us in this holiday to lay our lives down for our families. Of course, have some fun, because we're not meeting on Sundays. Have some fun, go fishing, go do the things you want to do that you've never been able to do. And on Wednesdays, have good breaks with your family, but remember to lay your lives down. This is not a, a holiday now to stop everything that we have been taught. And to put an end to everything that we've been taught this whole year. But actually, we need to take everything that God has given us and we need to practice it. You guys cool? So remember, it's, what, are three ones? what was the first one? You guys can shout it out. Well done. The second one? Wash the dishes. <laughs> Pray with the Holy Spirit. And the third one? <laughs> Wash the dishes. <laughs> Okay, let's go through this again, guys. I'm going to reset my timer. Okay. What is it on? Okay, 25 minutes. There we go. Is that like the shortest preach this whole year? Awesome. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Pray with the Holy Spirit. And practice what He tells you to do. Can we do that? One step at a time. One step at a time. We're going to come back into the new year with families that are just booming. And then I just want to say, like those of you that don't have your families here, maybe you don't have family, maybe you don't have parents or children, there's a reason why we're here today, is this is family. Remember when Jesus was sitting with his disciples and everyone's saying, your mom and your brothers and stuff, everybody's outside. What he did there is he elevated um, church family or your brothers and sisters in the faith to normal family, your blood family where he says, everybody here is my family. The ones that do the will of God are actually my family. So what did he do? He didn't, see, he didn't make one more important than the other. He actually elevated the church family to be the same as your blood family. Okay, guys, so this is your family. If you don't have family, if you don't have family, this is it. These are the guys that are going to go to heaven with you one day. Okay. It's beautiful. I've, where, where do we go from here? Can I pray? Let me just pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you. God, just for the place you have put us all in. Lord Jesus, first of all, we want to thank you just for the fact that you have washed us clean, Lord. Lord, that because of you we can be here, because of your example of serving and loving and washing us, we can be here, we can do the same for others. And so, Lord, my prayer is for us as a church to go home and start on the dinner table, to love each other, Lord, to serve each other, 
that we may come back and start the year with family next year and end the year with family this year, Lord God. So that is my prayer for all of us, God. And I pray that you lead us forward step by step into loving each other better. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, James.